0: We actually have a uh, candidate, all right? Uh, thank you all for coming today. My name is Todd Vartwork. I am uh, Chief Policy Officer for, West, for Western New York Independent Living. Today's event will be uh, emceed by our inimitable Mark Shaw, who will take over for me when we have our first candidate. Uh, rules are simple, um, when not speaking, please use the microphone or we will mute you like I just did with Sally, All right? Um, you can ask questions by raising your hand to let Mark know or putting them in the chat, and Mark will read them for you. Each candidate will have approximately 10 minutes or until the next guy shows up. Any questions so far? You're all muted. You can't answer me. That's funny. Uh... Well, I'll tell you what, if you understand what I've just told you, take a moment and raise your hand because then we can clear them.
1: Thank you, Lindsay, Sarah,
0: Yahira, whoever hear is. That's good. Jahida. I'm so sorry. Yeah, jump right in and correct me when I mispronounce somebody's name. That's terrible.
2: Don't worry. I'm going to bop over to her office and tell her to get on screen in a second. <laughs> um, this isn't a staff
0: meeting. If they don't want their face to show on screen, it's not required
2: that they do so. I'm messing with them at this point. I just, oh. it oh, well, right. some faces on here, and not just all names, at least for part of this. Yes,
0: yes. Uh, I have two more. Here. I'm so sorry I mispronounced your name. I feel terrible about it until the next meeting when I do it again. She's smiling already. She knows she's shaking her head. <sighs> We are waiting for Mr. James Perry running for Niagara Falls Councilman. Um, I'll give you the uh also running for Niagara Falls Council is the 230 guy, Mr. Colin Ligamari. That's a name. Um Niagara County Legislature at 250 with Mr. William Kennedy the third. Uh then going back to Niagara Falls City Council miss tracy Bax and Danta miles right uh and then a couple of legislative candidates in christopher vacchio and jeffrey elder uh we did not hear from Ms. belaine this morning mark no. no all right um we give her uh we give her full credit she did contact us to tell us that she had a family emergency and was probably not able to submit the video because of that. Well, let me. Uh well, uh, uh, let me kind of vamp a little bit while we're wait- while we're waiting for somebody. Um, I'll do the rules again in a minute. But for those people that already heard me, um, has anybody participated in early voting already? Um, because I'm very curious to know your experience, especially working with the uh, Niagara County voting machines. Uh, yesterday, um, I heard our inimitable ceo douglas juzzi experience working with our auto marks in erie county has anybody here tried early voting yet you can unmute your microphone to answer me no 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 No? you guys are all gonna vote on election day you like the drama (laughs) don't you right I know. Me too. I'm not used to being able to vote early. But uh, who here uh, intends um, to use the adaptive like part reason. of the ballot marking device when they vote? Yeah.
3: Like
0: Anybody curious about how that works?
3: Then you got home fire uh, I use it just so that I know how to use it and so that it works because we did the poll um
4: so I and mean, um,
3: uh, we check on the polls right asked to use that yep so now I, I use it just so that you know I can assure that it's working
5: so. I always I always uh, inspect it. Uh, or last year it was I, I, I do the checklist as well. And um, one of the things that I found last year didn't have the, the five foot clearance. Around it, so they did adjust that while I was
0: there. Well, that's good. You want to report that, Ronnie. Um, if you go to your home place this year and you have them do it again, you, if I, I always take the checkoff
5: list with me. I walk through, I check everything. So. Um, and if it's that way, I'll take a checklist with me again this year the same way.
3: We were already yeah. talking this morning, Todd, about going over the checklist and preparing, hazing the new staff, if you will, on how to go through the checklist so that we
2: can get a bunch of them for reporting purposes.
0: Everybody should go through the checklist. Disability Rights New York would love to have our surveys this year.
3: That's where we always send them.
0: All righty. Uh, a few more people have entered while we've, uh, uh, while we've started. Uh, we're waiting for Mr. Perry, who isn't scheduled until 2.20. I appreciate your patience. Um, just as a reminder, if you're not asking a question or speaking, please mute your microphone or we will mute you. Uh, if you make too much noise after I mute you a couple of times, I will kick you back out to the waiting room. It's a, it'll be our defense against Zoom bombers. It did happen to us a couple of times yesterday. Um And you can ask questions by raising your hand, which we all practiced uh, a little while ago for those of us who, who were on, or you can put the question in the chat for Mark to ask, because once we get our first candidate, Mark will take over as your lovable MC. Any questions? No. Uh, I don't see him yet. And um, we were talking about early voting and uh, using the machines, which are different than the ones in Erie County. Um, Mark,
6: anything you want to add in here? No, I'm um, just. Yes. We're waiting for Mr. Perry. Yeah. Uh. Say, Todd, I bet you'd know. Yes, sir. If I recall the news coverage, didn't Dominion uh sue certain politicians for defaming them after the 2020 election or some such
0: yes uh dominion is one of the people suing uh the uh some members of the trump campaign for defamation for uh, billions of dollars um mm. the suit is being allowed to uh it, the suit survived summary judgment and is allowed to go forward Um, Because they said that um, Dominion uh, is secretly run by, uh, like, Venezuelan rebels or something that were attempting to,
1: you know, steal our votes.
6: Boy, those vote stealers will do just about anything, won't they? It's amazing.
5: Yeah, isn't it? They were linked with Hugo Chavez, and Chavez has been dead. Yeah, right,
0: right. ronnie has got it.
2: Right. I have to jump in with a clarifying
3: question real quick. I thought that there was going to be an interpreter online and I didn't have to set things up over here. Did that change?
0: Uh, no, we got we to notice that there should be an interpreter, right? And I have not, I haven't seen them okay. join yet.
3: Well, because I
2: saw two, so I just wanted to verify because if I'm going to have to set up a computer for them midstream, I wanted
6: to go uh. Sorry,
3: everybody.
0: No, we'll give them another cu- We'll give him another couple minutes. Okay. And I should make you bigger if I can. Ta-da.
1: This is just about,
0: he should be here, he should be here anytime, Mr. Perry. For those people that don't know, we we tell them when we confirm that they should get on about five minutes before they're, they're scheduled to speak so that we can acknowledge them. So we're coming up on that for Mr. Perry.
7: Interesting. Nobody from the phones today.
6: A thought occurs. If Mr. Perry wanted to make friends and influence people, he should get his dad to give ice cream to all the voters in Niagara County.
0: Do you think they're related, Ernie? That's nepotism for you. (laughs) Brings back the advocacy we did against Uber when when they were trying to convince people about how valuable they were. They went around delivering ice cream bars to people. Oh, yeah. And not to be outdone, the guy from Liberty Cab rented some Mr. Softy trucks and drove around to the same places he thought the Uber vehicles were going to be. <laughs>
6: the ice cream wars. Yep.
4: Oh. <sighs>
0: Nancy keeps popping in and popping out.
2: Maybe we have a Wi-Fi thing going on, but we'll see how things work out.
0: (laughs) She's the only one that I'm noticing that that's happening multiple times, too. I'm keeping an eye on it, though.
2: All right. Thank you.
8: I guess perhaps
0: while we're waiting uh anybody have a suggestion any city residents have a suggestion is a good opening question for our councilman candidates since we appear to have a good number of them scheduled today all right what do you think a good first question that mark should give them might be you can unmute your microphone to tell me Either we don't have anybody who has any question ideas, or we have people that don't live in the city of Niagara Falls.
6: I was thinking, like, how are, what are your plans for how you're going to support individuals with disabilities in the city of Niagara Falls?
0: Okay. Uh, I mean, that's a good question, Mark. I just wanted to see if there was anybody else in the audience who might have had a better one, because uh, I know, and I know Doug is here. Uh, Doug had some really great questions for the um, the uh, town of Amherst supervisor guy, right? That was and, funny. And his question was a really simple one, but it flummoxed them to the point where you know he tried to answer it three times. You remember the the guy with the little uh, throbbing thing in his forehead? yeah it's always good for the for the ah so we're uh Mr. Perry is in the waiting room I'm going to admit him and do an official introduction and hand it off to you right
6: Bye. okay
0: all right folks our our first candidate has arrived so Uh, Let me be the first to officially welcome you to IONC's Meet the Candidates Day. My name is Todd Varwerk. I'm the Chief Policy Officer with Western New York Independent Living. Um, Today your event will be genially hosted by Mark Shaw, who's the uh, Statewide Systems Advocacy uh, Network person. And just as a reminder. You can ask questions by raising your hand so that Mark can pick you or typing them into the chat so that Mark can ask. Our first candidate is here, Mr. Jim Perry. Um, If you want, you can turn on your camera and unmute your mic and say hello to the folks and we'll get you started.
4: Okay, I'm trying to sign in. I don't know if you can hear me. Uh, We can hear you, Jim. Okay, I'm, I'm just uh, trying to get in here, to, uh, having a few technical
0: difficulties. Mm. Uh, no, that never happens on Zoom calls.
4: <laughs> okay, let's see here now. All right, I'm not a robot. Okay. Oh,
0: gosh. Just bear with me, folks. Uh, I'm going to send you something to ask to start your video and see if you see that or not okay I got it here. there we okay, go there we now, go now no we can that. see you and now we can hear you so your 10 minutes uh starts now okay how,
4: uh, all right now i just lost again With, no, okay. you're still there we can I'm still see you yeah. okay i must have just lost the uh on my end here but there we go okay i can see everybody now hello folks Nice to meet you. Hi. Thank Uh, you for joining us. My name is Jim Perry. Um, I've been a citizen uh, in Niagara Falls. I grew up in Niagara Falls and uh, uh, I served 10 years in the Army. Uh, I came back to Niagara Falls and uh, went to work uh, for the city of Niagara Falls. And I, um, after that, I, uh, I went to work for a company, Goodyear Tire and Rubber Company, where I started as a operator, and I worked my way up. I finished getting my first and second degree. Um, you can interrupt me at any time here uh, if anybody has any questions. Um, I retired from there in 2015, and uh, they were having some labor disputes at the water board in Niagara Falls. So, what I did is um, they'd asked me to come to work for them to help settle the dispute, which I did. I worked there for uh, about four years and I retired again. And then uh, some people called me and asked me if I would uh, consider running for office. But there was a conversation and guess what? I decided to run. So <laughs> so here I am. Um, hey, glad yeah. to come to you all. And, uh, oh. if there's any questions? My, my wife is an RN, uh, she works for the Collider Health System. Um, she's also, uh, is there a question out there? Oh no. She also does some volunteer work for
0: people and get
4: opportunities to deliver. Okay.
0: Keep going, Jim. Oh, we're, this is Zoom bombing protection. Keep going. Okay. Um,
4: Anyways, uh, my my wife is um, she's an RN, She's uh, getting. She, I don't know if she's going to. Re- I've been trying to talk her into retiring, but she still loves. She loves her work, so I don't think that's going to happen too soon. Uh, we're both um, we're both in our 60s, and uh, we've been around. Been around for a while. Um, uh, so I, I'll open it up to questions uh, if anybody has anything. I would glad to talk to you or if you just want to talk about whatever you feel like I'd be
6: glad to listen to you. Um so anybody have anything? I have a question for you to start us off on um, how how do you plan to uh, support individuals with disabilities in the ZDM Niagara Falls?
0: Um, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I? How do you plan to support people with disabilities in the city? Okay.
4: Well, you know what I did? Uh, well, when I worked at uh, Goodyear and, um, I had an opportunity, I was a HR manager there, human resource manager there. And I had a, um, an opportunity to go to opportunities unlimited, uh, for a while and work, uh, meet, many of the people that work there. uh, And I found out there's a lot of things that that they did that we tapped into while I was there. Um, Like some of them, you know, using their services. And I would, uh, I feel that that's, you know, that's a big help. They're working with organizations like them, like Opportunities Unlimited. Uh, I know, I don't know if they still do. Uh, They did when I left. They, they did ink cartridges where they filled the ink cartridges and uh, reusable ink cartridges for the companies, which is a big savings for companies. And it also helped the organization. And I know there's a lot of other opportunities like that along the way. So I, I'd be open to exploring all of that. And uh, it, said it's, it's, a, it's a win-win situation. It could help the community. It could help uh, the city. It could help, um, and it helps employment uh, prospects for
0: everyone. I I hope I answered that okay for you. Adequately. Okay. Okay. I I think I'll do the next question while people come up with ideas. Remember, um, oh, I have a hand up already. Uh, Nicole, you can unmute your mic to ask a question. Nicole Lefkowitz. Did you
3: mean to raise your hand? Yes, I did raise my hand. There you are. Question: Um, What is a single asset that um, that you bring to the to that you? I'm sorry. What is a single asset that you bring with you to the office?
4: Okay, you want you want just one? I can give you a lot of.
3: Yeah, could you give Um, me just one or maybe two little quick ones, if you can?
4: All right. Um, What out of all the candidates, I am. One of the, well, I'm probably the only one that has both experience in the public and private sector, and that, that I've, I've worked for the public sector, which uh, is the city of Niagara Falls and the Niagara Falls Water Board, which is a state agency, and I've had experience in the private sector. I've worked my, I worked my way up, after getting out of the Army, I worked my way up to uh, a, an executive position in Goodyear, so, you know, I know how to work. I can roll my sleeves up and get right into things, and I have a lot of experience I bring to the table. Uh, I said I'm I'm a senior person running for office, and uh, I can bring a lot.
0: Hold on one moment. Okay, how are we doing? You should be gone now. All right. This is what happens when you have a public Zoom meeting that people can join. We have to watch out for the bombers. Keep going. Uh, that's um so so my,
4: my experience is um you know is is a lot. It brings a lot to the table. The things that I've been through, uh issues I've lived through, uh, experiences I've had, and that that brings a lot, that brings a lot of things into perspective. I've also talked to the other candidates and um, with them, I know that a lot of them aren't familiar with uh, the things that go on in the city. And a lot of people, maybe a lot of people, aren't out there, aren't familiar with the meetings that, that go on and the uh, decisions that are made uh, away from the cameras. You know, when they go to a city council meeting, everybody's sitting there at, at a at the uh, everybody's sitting there.
0: All right. Uh, he froze
4: the scene. Uh, so, uh, you know, I am uh, aware of that, and I participate
0: in an Okay, uh, Jim, you're cutting in and out, okay? Is he gone? No, oh, he might be gone. He might try to get back in.
8: Uh,
4: How is that? Am I back? You're back. Yeah. Okay. Wait. That was weird. Um. Yeah, all of a sudden everything just went blank. Uh, so I don't know what the last what the last part was you heard, because I was talking and I looked up at the screen and everybody that, that's, was
0: gone. That's all right. Let's let's go to Mr. Bell. Mr. Bell, you unmute your mic and ask a question. Yeah, how you doing today, Mr. Perry? Hi, Ronnie. Now
5: you, you live in the city proper, correct? Yes, I do. All right. Um Are you aware of the homelessness problem that we have uh, in the city proper, Niagara Falls? Yes, I am. Disability people, yeah. So we brought in these developers a few years ago, and they developed these on the the, uh, Niagara Street. They did a development over there. And to my understanding, they've also been awarded uh, some monies to do a development on Main Street there, where a lot where you see a lot of our disability people hanging out. And those apartments don't seem to be affordable for people who are on disability. What uh, what what can we do, or what can you do, to help us to find, uh, make sure that those new developments are affordable for people who are on, who are disabled? You know, there um, the a lot of the, a lot of that
4: stuff is under the private sector. But what the government can do to help, and what we could do to help, is uh, now I don't I haven't seen the contracts with with what is going on at the moment but I, I would know going forward uh there is and I know that a couple of my colleagues that are also running feel the same way I do is building in um uh, building in uh, provisions for the uh lower income and the the people that have a difficulties in and uh, making ends meet. me uh, putting in uh, putting in uh, clauses that would permit a percentage of that to go to the lower income housing. And that's been a problem in Niagara Falls for a while now, is the um, economic uh, end of it, the economic development of it, and you know keeping everybody on an even keel. It's, it, it, and I don't think that's a problem unique to Niagara Falls. I think it's a problem we have across the country, affordable housing. Uh, and um, you know that's that's something that needs to be addressed going forward. Going backwards, I don't know if there's anything that can be done. But going forward, we can make sure that we have some. Matter of fact, I've talked to a lot of the uh, the unions, the trade unions, and uh, they also have a concern about affordable housing and uh, uh, you know income uh, properties and things. So. That is something wherever grants are concerned or wherever a public is involved with these things, there should be some type of um, mechanism built into the contracts with that. Uh,
5: anyway. uh, that was, matter of fact, that was one of my understandings with that they did give those developers grants um, close to a quarter million dollars um, they gave those developers.
4: Yeah. There should be something in that that calls, you know I'd have to look that up. There should be something in that uh, that calls for some type of give back to the community because the, the the grants are not, when they say they give out grants, I'm just writing this down. It's, uh, uh, when they give people grants, there's usually something tied to it. Like, um, uh, you know, use of uh, a percentage for say minority owned businesses and um, uh lower-income people. Uh, the, the grants are not just money handed out to people. There are provisions to stimulate some part of the economy. And those specifically, I can't really talk on because I don't have um, direct information with that. But, uh, you know, going forward, I, I am going to look into that and find out what exactly is involved in that one. Usually, you uh, MWBE, there's some stipulations, but I don't know. MWBE, which is minority and women-owned businesses, there's some type of stipulation built into that. Um, but I got look into that. I'm, you know, going forward, that's usually something we do set aside so
0: much for uh, certain groups of people. So. Jim, I'm sure. gonna, I, I'm gonna borrow a second here because I want to make sure that uh, our next candidate is here. I do have somebody who's listed as Colin, uh, Colin Ligamari is our next scheduled oh, yeah. speaker. You are here?
9: Hi, not a man. Hey
0: Colin, how are you doing? My my apologies. Um, <laughs> okay. Jim, that means that the the next hand I have up is our last question for you and then I'm gonna let Colin take over, right? Okay. Um, and by the way, I like
4: Colin. She's a very good candidate. I think you'll like her too. Mr. Perry's
9: uh, a lovely person. He will do the city a service. Thank you so much. We'll go to Mr. Sweet for the last
0: question for our first guest. Norman?
1: Norman. Your mic is muted, Norman. You're muted. There we go. There we go. Here we go. Okay, Mr. Perry. Yes, sir. You said something that I consider to be very important. You work your way up from a young man getting out of the Army. I take it to me.
0: Fat-ass nigger, fat-ass nigger, fat-ass nigger, fat-ass nigger, fat-ass nigger, fat-ass.
10: Fat
1: Sorry. Thank fat you. Go ahead, Norman. This is going on all over the place today. Mr. Perry, how would you suggest me as a grandparent with a 17-year-old son, how can he work his way into a job that has a future? And how can he work his way up, as you probably did? You know, and <laughs> that's... That's a good question, Norman. Because I
4: think you and I are in the same boat. I have a seventeen-year-old granddaughter that I'm trying to motivate too. And you know, the one thing that I find that was the most important, and I, uh, I, you know, it was something that I learned as I lived through it: is your education. You know, your determination and education. I think we're all we all have a certain work ethic that we bring to the table, but if you want to advance one of the most important things is getting a good education behind you and i'm you know i'm struggling with with my granddaughter now because i want her to go to certain schools and take up certain things and uh blue collars right now blue collar work uh trades electricians carpenters uh those type of trades are in high demand and um that is something that I would strongly urge people to look at. So, Norman, you know, we you, we have a lot of things in common, believe me. And uh, we we want the best for the next generation coming up, especially ours, the the, the ones that we have uh, coming up behind us. So uh, I just you know, work hard, get a good
0: education, and put your nose to the, roll up your sleeves and put your nose to the grindstone. So, That's a great answer, and I want to thank you for taking the time to chat with us today. We appreciate you stopping by. Good luck on your candidacy. Thank you, and uh, thanks for having me, and um, uh, I appreciate the time. We're going to throw it right over to Colin. Ma'am, if you can unmute yourself and start your camera.
11: Hi, can you see me okay? I'm over here.
0: Well, you pop up in the center of my screen when you speak, so... Uh, uh, No, wonderful. Uh, Thank you for having us. Um, As always, if you want to ask the uh, Colin a question, she's our next candidate running for uh, Niagara Falls City Council. Niagara Falls City Council. Um, Raise your hand or you can put it in the chat
9: and Mark will ask it for you. Okay. Uh, Go ahead. Oh, I understand. I was just reading about the, um, the disturbance.
0: Uh, yes, uh, we it may have Zoom bombers out. because we did set this meeting up for, for public attendance. I understand. Um, uh, I understand. so we are actively, I got four people actively monitoring for that stuff. So please, uh, okay. be patient with us. We'll get rid of them as soon oh, as no, we can. Oh, no, it's
9: fine. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, so hello, I'm Colin Ligamari. uh, I'm running for Niagara Falls City Council. Uh, pardon my nervousness. I, no matter how many times I do this, I am never less nervous. Um, we had a debate last week and I thought I was going to pass out and fall over. So, um, so pardon my stumbling and stuttering. Um, so I am a Niagara falls, uh, candidate for city council. I am a mom. I grew up here in the city. I moved away for about 12 years, and I got a nice um, outsider perspective of how other cities function and other municipalities work. Uh, and then I moved back here because I missed my family. And um, when I moved back here, you know, nothing had nothing had changed to improve. Uh, in fact, we had gotten worse in the time that I had been gone. So. Uh, through that frustration and also at the the same time that I began um, I started a small business and as I was trying to get this business up and running here in Niagara Falls I was you know being hit with all sorts of different red tapes and why I can't do this and why I can't do that and I got to a point of frustration where I thought maybe this is something I can bring to the table this perspective to help the next, wave of people that maybe want to start a business or live and function here uh, and make it easier for them to do so, so that our community can thrive again.
6: Okay. All right. well, Mark, you're up. So my question is, what, uh, um, uh, and, and, Pardon me. <laughs> if you're elected to office, what will you do to support people with disabilities around the city of Falls?
11: So, great
9: question. I think that the most important thing that I can do, uh, and this is the starting point that i started at with everything along this learning process, is listening to Uh, the needs and then finding ways to apply solutions to needs that we have Uh, and whether that means we need help with different programs or grant fundings but first and foremost learning what we need so that we can work together to arrive at a solution Uh, because I know Niagara Falls on the whole we have a lot of need here our quality of life is is in my opinion not where it should be. So making sure that we're listening to the community and working together with the community is how we're gonna get to the solutions.
6: All right. Uh, Jeanette, go ahead, unmute yourself and ask your question.
3: Okay. My name is Jeanette and I would like to know what your plans are, transportation especially, yeah. and what I'm curious about what your plan is for um, paratransit and working with the NFTA for people with disabilities in Niagara Falls. So
9: I just recently started learning about public transit and some of the um, challenges that we have. I myself am guilty of not taking public transit. So throughout the summer, I've been to different events and I've, I've spoken to, I'm sorry, say the name of the organization again, the N.
0: NFTA, NFTA, Niagara Niagara Falls Transportation
9: Authority. Authority. So I sat down with uh, two women at an event over on Highland Avenue where we talked about how they were uh, working on rerouting and changing the bus routes. Uh, And I know that they were looking for public input and, I'm not sure that our public transit system right now, if what I'm hearing is correct, is the most efficient way to get where you're going in a timely fashion. So again, making sure that we're having those conversations and that everybody is seated at that table to make sure that those needs are being met. So if it takes you three hours to get, you know, to the other side of town, because first you have to route through Lockport is not the most efficient way to get people where they need to be in home again. So, just making sure that all parties are present at the table, and that all concerns are being raised, and that they're we're actively working towards solutions for them. Uh, I myself have a my father is um, is legally blind, uh, and he didn't start that way, but he gradually uh, got to this point through um, glaucoma, and so just. Watching him try to get where he needs to go to receive the things that he needs just to live a, a normal day-to-day life has been difficult. So it's it's now come, you know, into the forefront of my family as well. Thank you. Thank you.
6: Okay, Gerilyn. Hi
3: um and uh i just want to say good luck to you colin and um in this election um i want to ask and then this question was asked to mr perry but i want uh your take on this and i know that housing is an issue across the board but uh, is there anything that you can speak to what can be done or any ideas that you have regarding the affordable and accessible housing uh, barriers that we have in our area? Yes, ma'am,
9: we have a lot of issues that are not being addressed with housing. So what I do for my work is I buy and I renovate some of our, our most blighted homes here in Niagara Falls. Uh, I'm a small business. I'm not a developer. I'm just kind of a one man show. So I buy a house I take out a loan and then I pay to to fix it and then we go from there. Right now Niagara Falls has housing stock from when we were a thriving city. Uh, And there are not a lot of pathways for first time home buyers. And I started to dig into this a little bit deeper because I feel like that's really important for our community, especially for people who can't necessarily go uh, the typical route of being mortgageable. So what I would like to try to put into place and what I feel is important is making sure that there's a pathway for somebody who wants to own a home to be able to do so. So that's, that's where my my immediate focus when is making sure that, you know, people are able to afford to purchase homes instead of rent homes because 44, I believe percent of our population uh, are renters. And I feel like uh, most people, if they had a choice, they would choose to to own where they lived. Uh, but if not, some people do like to rent sorry, my video changed and now I can't see. Can you guys still see me okay? Yeah. Okay, Um, there we go. So- Let me guess, you
0: saw the interpreter for a minute. Yes. Yeah, 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 we can still see you and hear you.
9: Okay, I just wanted to make sure I wasn't making a crazy face. Um, But I heard like a portion, I think, of what Mr. Perry was saying, is if we're going to develop new housing, I feel like it should be mandatory that it is built in that a portion of that housing goes to low income housing. Uh, we should, we should be a multi use city that, uh, is, is able to be accessed by everyone. We should have everything. We shouldn't have a, a, a whole city of one type of housing. What we need is to make sure that we're building that right into any new developments and that it's mandatory that a per that a certain percentage. Uh, be for low-income housing. This also helps keep uh, neighborhoods thriving and safe. And I feel pretty strongly about um, making sure that each building and housing area is is a multi-use and uh, um, multi-functioning. Sorry, did I freeze up?
6: Okay, Norman, you I. You cannot view yourself and ask your question. Hi, Colin. And this will be the last one, uh, unless her
0: next candidate isn't here yet.
10: (laughs) Okay.
1: Colin, uh, a straight question. Would you support the city of Niagara Falls hiring a full-time person to advocate on behalf of the disadvantaged and the disabled?
2: I
9: feel like if there's a need for that, then I would absolutely support. Oh, there's that that. a need. And this is something I, I need to learn. I want to know if you would
1: support that. There's a need. We are evidence of the need.
9: And I feel like I would love to sit down with you guys to learn more about what it is that you're, you do, you advocate for, and different ways that I could help. But to answer your question, I would support that, yes.
1: Okay, we'll hold you to that now.
9: I'll write it down and make sure you do. And listen, if you if there's anything that comes up afterwards or later or something you didn't think of, I'm, I pride myself on being accessible to our community. So one of the things that I intend to do if elected right away, I feel like there's a disconnect between our local government and our community. I'm going to set up, I don't know what I'm gonna call it yet. Maybe I'll call it city committees or something of the like but in each legislative district, because the needs are different in each district. I want to set up meetings where we meet on the regular so that your local government is hearing the needs of the community and the community has an opportunity to speak to your local government. So that way we can put everything on the table and hopefully arrive together at solutions that we need for everyone.
0: I see oh, I keep Joel? muting myself so that I don't disturb things. And then I keep talking when I'm muted. Uh, I'm looking for Mr. Kennedy, if someone from Mr. Kennedy's campaign is here. I didn't think so. I didn't see him enter the waiting room. So I'm gonna, I'm, we're, Colin, you're gonna keep going until the next guy comes. Uh, so Mr. Bell, you're Hi. up. Hi
5: um uh, I, I liked a lot of the things that you had to say and um having left niagara falls and returned at uh, a later date um have you noticed um uh, the uptake in violence in some areas uh, of the city
9: absolutely uh, uh so you know i was a child of the 80s and uh i didn't grow up in in you know uh a well-to-do neighborhood i grew up in kind of a, a rougher area of niagara falls and you know what i thought was rough then is no comparison to what i'm seeing now yeah
5: so what are some of the solutions that you might be able to bring to the table for some of the gun violence that we are experiencing at this time
9: right so in trying to answer that question throughout my whole campaign I tried to speak to as many members of the community and as many members of our police department as possible. Uh, I even, uh, I went on a ride along with our police department to sort of see what it is that they're dealing with on a Friday night in the summertime. And it was crazy. Um, So some of the solutions I feel, I think the community is calling for more community policing, which means that you know officers are in the neighborhoods getting to know the community and being a part of that community instead of just coming in every time there's a problem to deal with you know guns and violence. I I think that if uh, they're more present in our communities then that would be helpful. I also feel like we should be using our community um, advocate groups uh, groups like the peacemakers groups like men standing strong together uh even groups like we all we got these are people who live. In...
3: Oh.
0: one moment
9: thank you keep going sorry people that um you know people that live in the community and also advocate in their community i think are are some of the the most helpful things that we can do to to sort of get a handle on the violence.
5: Would you support patrols uh, and mounted, mounted police in some of the some of our uh, more um, dangerous areas?
9: Like horse-mounted? Is that what you, you mean? What?
5: They they did that a few years ago when like there was a time when Niagara Falls was like infested with drugs and it was it would cut off streets and and do that and then they brought in foot patrols and and mounted policemen and that cleared the streets. It it it, it like brought about a whole change. Do you, know, you and
9: feel like it made a long-term change or just a short
5: term? It did. It made a long-term change. And, and, and what I find is I see the cops riding in the truck, but I don't see the presence. I don't know them personally anymore. I used to know them personally. I don't that's, know them anymore.
9: Right. And that's what I mean by community policing. We shouldn't just know you as you roll by. We should know you because we see you often. Yeah. Um, And I know there were several events this summer. They, uh, Captain Mike Corcoran is our officer that's in charge of community policing. And I sat with him for two hours one day and talked to him about it. It's something he feels strongly about. Uh, I know that the police are short uh, and the short end of the stick usually lands on our petty crimes because everyone's responding to our most violent crime. They have to first. Uh, So some of the lower crimes, which affect our quality of life the most, those are the things that suffer. So I would absolutely support bringing more services to our police department so that they can also focus on our quality of life issues, our community policing, Um, and again, you know, advocacy groups that are already present in the community, not as law enforcement, but as, you know, responding to the needs that the people have, going in between, making sure that You know members of our community are actually you know working in unison with our police department
5: would you support um policemen who are employed by the city of Niagara Falls being residents of the city of Niagara Falls
9: I feel pretty strongly about this and I get some backlash on that um but I feel like it's very important to live and work in your community um not I'm not saying forever But definitely, for a period of time, be that ten years, fifteen years, uh, whatever the negotiation comes down to. But I feel like, you know, the people who who are working in our city should also live in our city because then it's for everyone. It's for all of us, not just I come in, I do my job, and I get out of here. Does that make sense?
5: Yes, it does. And and and.
0: Uh, if, I, I, I think if you, uh, Ronnie, uh, Ronnie, the uh, the next candidate is here. I'm going to cut okay. you off at, at at that point, and thank Colin for spending all of her time with us. We appreciate uh, you coming in and answering questions. Okay. Thank you guys for having
9: and, me. I really appreciate it.
0: No, thank no. Much. Much. And thank you so much for agreeing to keep open. We're going to go. Yes. Uh, uh, I have a Bill K, who should be Mr. William Kennedy, running for Niagara County legislator. Am I right? That's correct. I'm here. Alrighty. So the, um, the next 10 minutes is yours or until the next guy comes to relieve you?
7: <laughs> All right. Uh, well, for, I don't know. Can you see me? I, I'm not sure if that this is uh, opening up properly.
0: Uh, I cannot see you, but what I will do is... Did you get a message to start your video? And there you are. Now we can see you and hear you.
7: Oh, there we go. All right. Well, uh, thank you for having me first and foremost. Um, obviously, this is not our first encounter, which makes me that much more in, uh, happy and enjoyable to, to talk with you guys. Um, I guess in a small – I'm I'm sorry that I haven't seen you as much as I would have liked to, but I'm always open and available to anybody that wants to meet with me. Um so as you know, I'm running for county legislator this time, uh, an endeavor an endeavor that I did not set out to originally run for uh, this time because I felt like we had the greatest legislator ever in Niagara County in Dennis Virtuoso, uh, representing the sixth district. So Dennis has decided to retire and I'm the endorsed Democrat to potentially try to fill his shoes. I think anyone that says they're just going to come in and do what Dennis has done right away would just be lying and fabricating any form of the truth. For me, anyone that knows me knows I'm born and raised in Niagara Falls. I still, I'll always, you know, I don't, I don't foresee myself leaving Niagara Falls anytime soon and I just want to do what's best and try to do what's best for everybody in all regards. Um, My big thing is anybody knows me, I'm a big public safety ambassador. I'm pro-union, pro-labor. I was born and raised in in a blue-collar household. And I feel that that type of background has made me appreciate some of the good things in life that I have, but also understand where I came from and some of the bad scenarios that I've either experienced, lived in, lived with, or saw happen to some of my friends and family and the residents of Niagara Falls. Basically, when I say that, It means I have a heart. Um, Sometimes politicians get the, you know, the branding of they don't care or they don't care about you. And I think for the most part in the past 50 years in Niagara Falls, unfortunately, that part of it is true. They don't care. But anyone that knows me knows that I do care because I've struggled. I know what it's like to penny pinch. I know what it's like to work on a budget. I've never had a silver spoon in my mouth. I've never been given things. Anything I have, I've worked for. To this very day, I just left work. Um, I work at Gaskill Prep School and I'm working with the students of today and tomorrow, trying to help them learn from my experiences how to make good decisions. When you have a good decision, you have rewards. When you have a bad decision, you have repercussions. I take that same mentality to anything I do especially working in in city government and now hopefully county government. I am a straight shooter. I am beholden to nobody, no matter what anybody says. I'm a political independent. I don't even consider myself a politician. I'm just a kid from Niagara Falls trying to do what's right. I've always done that. My dad always said, if you do what's right, you never have to worry about it. And if you tell the truth, you never have to worry about who you said it to. And that's basically how I have conducted myself. I feel that even when there was a tough decision to be made, I did what I thought was right. And it may not be the popular choice. Sometimes it's not going to be the popular choice, but I'm willing to make tough decisions because we didn't have a solution for what we have to experience because people want to just say, Hey, I voted for this or I voted against that. Well, that's great. What was your solution? None of that has happened. As far as some of the issues, everybody—it's easy for me to say. oh, I voted against the, you know, uh, public information officer for an example. Well, what was my solution? Let's deal with this at another time. We're in the middle of a pandemic. Why are we handing out a patronage job? So, um, again, public safety ambassador, pro labor, pro union. I love our police department. I'll do anything and everything I can to make sure that they have fully that they are fully staffed, fully equipped, and have the things that they need in today's world not we, we need it to be congruent with the times we're living in, not somebody that's got a dinosaur laptop that can't even look up a license plate number. That's, that's how bad things have been, but things have gotten a lot better. Um, my goal in the County legislator, if I'm elected is simply to continue to do the same thing I have done in Niagara Falls. That is to be a watchdog of the, of the budget, be a watchdog of, and fight against and speak out against corruption. I, I'm, I will do whatever I don't I'm not part of anybody's clique. I don't just say yes because well, everybody else said yes. So I should say yes. I don't do that. But, um, you know, meeting with you guys in the past, I think you guys know I'm passionate about what I do and what I say. Um, I feel like when I was there that I already knew everybody. I felt that, I was comfortable. I'm a chameleon. I feel like I could walk into any room and know if I don't know you, I'm walking out of that room knowing you. But if I do know you, then it's just another pleasant conversation and another pleasant experience in everything that I've had to deal with. Um, I think everybody that is on this call, I actually don't even know who's on this call, but I'm rather confident in knowing for those that have met me and talked with me before that I'm a man of my word and I'm a straight shooter. So with that, I'll, I'll take any questions.
0: Uh, normally I would give Mark the honor of the first question, but we see a lot of hands up. So let's go with Ms. Lang first. You can unmute yourself and ask your question.
2: Good afternoon. I, I would like to know um, when we have these meetings, we have, you know, um, to me, the falls is the, the attraction. So I want to know what they're going to do to make the area around the falls look like a tour, look like tourist area. Um, or Absolutely. Some, yes. Is some Put some businesses down there or something. We I don't know about anybody else, but I'm tired of having to drive Buffalo or Military Road to get something to eat. How come we don't have anything in that area?
7: Okay. Well, the first thing is, is that we've, we've encountered some issues over the years with um, businesses handing down because, I'm not, I'm not going to point fingers at any one particular person, but the the reality is is that a lot of people have heard and said that Niagara Falls is not business friendly. Unfortunately, prior to the past few years, that's been true. Now, is there a reason for that? I think there is because I think certain people that were, this, this goes back not just 5, 10 years or 12 years, this goes back 20 years, 30 years, is that. Everybody that has been elected, whether it be mayor, council, whatever, um, unfortunately, you're dealing with egos. And we're going to do it this way and we're going to do it that way. Instead of actually working with the local business owners or working with the people that want to start a business, I'm actually, I've started my own little small business. A lot of people may not think of it like that, but I've been bringing the movie industry to Niagara Falls. I've been producing movies all summer long. I've had uh, TV shows come in. I've enticed them because I've had the capability of contacting them and saying, Hey, I can get you this particular building or I can bring this particular type of wardrobe or whatever. And we've had a couple Really, it's going to be nice, but um, you're going to see Niagara Falls in a different light. It's going to be like, you know, thank you to the city of Niagara Falls. Thank you to the city of Niagara Falls police department. But downtown there, we've run into some issues with, the previous uh, leaders of the state, we'll call it, um, dealing with trying to monopolize everything for the beneficiaries of their friends and family. Now, I think with this American relief money that's coming in, um, you're, you're going to start seeing more meetings and more conversations about attractions. We have to have attractions. I even have a resident that's been telling me he's wanted a Ferris wheel downtown for the longest time, and i I was kind of, I was kind of like, eh, maybe, maybe not at first, but now, I'd rather at least have that than nothing. So there is talk about, you know, they everybody keeps bringing up the indoor water park and, and things like that. That would be amazing because that's when I was a kid. Even if it wasn't year round, we at least had Niagara Splash. We didn't have to go out to Darien Lake or we didn't have to go to different, you know, water parks for entertainment, especially during the summer. Now I think you're just starting to see the beginning of all those types of talks. I can't say for sure. Like I, if I had a crystal ball, I'd tell you, but downtown we've run into basically and all on, on unfortunately it's just an ego contest back and forth. Some of the owners don't want to do what the city has to say at the time. Now I think you have, you know, some leaders in the city that are trying to draw a business and that's how we're going to grow and make things better down there.
2: But thank you. I and mean, you were talking about the American relief money. I, I apologize, but you know, I mean, I understand that everybody has struggled, but there have been some of those like myself that have worked through this whole pandemic and struggled to pay their bills on time. And we're not getting nothing in return. So, I mean, what can well, you do about that?
7: Um well as far as getting paid for working during the pandemic um you know I I personally I don't want to tell you that I can you know wave a magic wand and whoever you work for is going to give you an extra $1000 um I do think that you're starting to see uh some of the things in the in the you know presidential level congressional level where they're looking to see who worked during the pandemic I mean I was off for a little bit, but then I, I was actually able to, uh, to start working again. And I, I made sure that I did. And so I feel, I feel much like you do. And I was just like, people are out there, you know, jeopardizing themselves and, you know, but other people are sitting on their butts collecting money. And that's why that, that extra unemployment and the extra money had to go away. So I can't tell you that I could do anything for you. I'd be lying. If I, I, I can ask, I can inquire. I can see where we're at. I can see what's possible, but I don't want to tell you that it's something I can do because that in my position, my, my main job is to work on the budget to approve or not approve spending and approve or not approve legislative uh, laws and, 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 uh, resolutions that come to the council. That's mainly what I'm, and I, you know, I have all of November and December remaining on my council term Tuesday night, I'll know if I'll be on the county and doing basically those same things, but at least with a bigger budget and brighter ideas with more people that are like-minded like me that I can actually utilize to help get things done.
6: I appreciate your honesty. Thank you so much. All right, Bill,
0: yeah. I want to thank you for taking the time to chat with us. Okay.
7: Uh, Absolutely. I'm, uh, I'm glad that I, I'll be honest with you. I had some issues with my phone lately, so I reconnected my uh, City Council email, I finally ended up having to get a new phone. I took it down to the IT guy, reconnected it and I just happened to have the, like the first 15 emails that reconnected to my phone and I saw yours and I was like, oh, I thought it was fun. I, uh, I haven't talked to him forever. I miss and, him. Yeah.
0: And we appreciate that. I want to thank you for coming and we're going to pass it over to Miss Bax. Uh, Tracy Bax is running for Niagara Falls City Council once again. Tracy, can you hear us?
7: Hi there. Can you hear me? Yep. I'm going to thank you, everybody, and good luck, Tracy. Thanks. Thanks. Bye,
0: Bill. First thing I'm going to do, because I can't see you yet.
12: Oh, wait. I think that's my fault. Okay. Can you see me now?
0: Yep. We can see you now.
12: Okay, great. Fantastic.
0: All right. So the next 10 minutes is yours.
12: All right, great. Well, thank you. And first of all, hello, everybody. Thank you so much for having me and inviting me to this call and have the opportunity to introduce myself. Um, My name is Tracy Bax, and I'm running for Niagara Falls City Council. So this is a really unique and interesting, special uh, year, I think, for us, because in Niagara Falls, um, what's unique about it is, at least for the first time that I can remember in a very long time, three seats are available um, that will be filled on November 2nd. So um, in in just about six days here. So three seats are are available. There's six people running for these three seats and all of us are newcomers to to the position. It's our our first time, um, I'm sorry, not first time running because some of our our, are running, um, I think for their second time, but all of us who would be voted in would be new to the council, and that's what's unique about it. So, what I'd like to do is, since I'm new and um, you know a new candidate running, tell you a little bit about myself, my background, and more importantly, why I'm doing this. Um, and, and then, hopefully, maybe I can answer some questions of yours. So, I am uh, from Niagara Falls, born and raised in Niagara Falls, lived here for 50 years. And um, I started my career here, gosh, in the tourism industry a little over 30 years ago. And I started working in some of the hotels downtown um, in the city. I worked for Hard Rock Cafe in a management position there. And the last um, bulk of my career, I should say, over 20, 25 years, has been with an organization called AAA. Now, many people know AAA as for our emergency rescue services that we provide um, on the roadside, but AAA also has several businesses, and one of the businesses that I was in charge of um, as an assistant vice president there for the organization is running their travel operations. Again, hospitality and travel flows through my blood. It's a a big part of who I am, what I do, and for that organization, I was running their travel operations in Buffalo, Rochester, and Syracuse, so um, a long history in in the travel um, arena. I also am a professor at Niagara University. I work in their college of hospitality and tourism. And the cool thing about that job that I really love is not only do I get to engage with the students, um, learn from them and, you know, teach them some things, but I've also had the opportunity and privilege of hiring um, well over a dozen of them to come work for for me at AAA and to get their, you know, start their careers um, after after graduation. So that's been really, um, really kind of neat. I also volunteer for the last, um, oh gosh, for probably for about a decade. But for the last, I think four or five years, more specifically in the city of Niagara Falls, I work for an or I volunteer for an organization called um, Junior Achievement um, out of Western New York. And specifically, what I do and how I volunteer my time is in the school systems. And I've been working with some students at Niagara Falls High School for the past four or five years, and um, working with them and giving them some some insights and guidance as to how to prepare for life after high school graduation and all the different options and things available to them, including even how to prepare for job, their first job interviews, things like that. And um, that's been pretty, that's been very rewarding. So that's uh, a little bit about me. Um, so now I'll share with you why, why am I doing this? Why am I running for city council? Um, there's a couple things that are really important to me. Like I said, tourism in the city. Um, I grew up here, have a love for the city. My husband is a police officer for the city of Niagara Falls. And um, so as you can imagine, keeping our neighborhood safe, our community safe, um, investing in the police so that they have the resources and tools to do that for us is something that's really important to me. So um, so that's one of the you know things that are high on my agenda. The, public safety programs, not just for the police, but for all of our first responders and including our, our city workers who keep this, you know, the streets and, and the environment safe for, for, for them to do their jobs. Um, so those are some things that are really important to me, growing and expanding our tourism um, industry, because if we can do that and do that well, we're going to gain a lot of benefits, such as an expansion of, um, of jobs that are go from seasonal to year round, Um, We're going to create more revenues into the city that will give us more resources to do things um, that we need to do versus just, you know, increasing taxes. I'm all about coming from the private sector. I'm all about increasing revenues. Um, And that's where I like to put my energies and my focus. And the last thing I'll share um, with all of you that's important to me is, and it kind of goes along with some of the things that I said is our younger generation, personally, um, and, and this is my feeling. I have kids, grandkids. I feel the future of our city, the future of Niagara Falls, is in our in our school systems right now. Um, that's where that's where the real talent is, the future is, and engaging and working with our younger talent and investing in them for um, you know for the long haul for our, our city is really important to me. And I have some ideas on how to do that. So. Um, so let me stop there. I've shared a quite a few things about me and why I'm doing this and what's important. Um I'm not real sure how the flow of this works, but uh you know I'd love to engage and and you know take some questions and you know have a dialogue with some of you.
6: Hi I'll start Tracy. Um you expressed a uh, great life, love for tourism and hospitality. What would you do to increase tourism right here in the vault?
12: Oh, that's a great question. Thank you for for um, first of all, thank you for for going first and asking the question. So yeah, so tourism is like I said, I have a love and passion for the tourism hospitality industry, and I think there's a lot of things that we can do and and just do better. So let me start with something that we hear often, and that's I'm gonna start with the Niagara Falls in the state park. Often I hear, well, you know, the state brings people to the state park, they consume them there, and we don't benefit here for tourism in that in the city. And I look at that differently and I say if from the numbers I hear, about eight million visitors, now this was before the pandemic happened, so we'll be optimistic and say as we come out of the pandemic that we'll get back to that eventually. But if eight million visitors are coming to the state park in footsteps from our city, it's our job to give them a reason to come into the city. And by building up the attractions, and um, I'm gonna fall back on something I said earlier. Um, We need family-friendly attractions that are going to give people a great experience, a memorable experience, an experience where they're gonna take photos. So we have to invest in more family-friendly attractions, more. Um, I, I think restaurants and pedestrian-friendly streetscapes to give people an, you know an opportunity to move around, move around the tourist area and feel safe um, doing that. And when people travel, they 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 want to do that. They want to be able to walk from one attraction to the next and do that safely in these pedestrian-friendly um, streetsca- you know, uh, streetscapes wayfinding systems, telling people how to get from one place to another is not something we do very well um, with our signage downtown. So these are some of the things where I think we need to put together some you know some resources, some planning and groups of people that understand what it takes to get these types of things done and invest in those types of areas. Um, but and the last point I'll make is if we can do that and do that well, that will start to extend our tourism season. Right now, the bulk of it is May through September, Memorial Day to Labor Day, we have to expand that for the growth and health of our city, for the residents here, too. If we can do that, jobs and, like I said, jobs and revenues and things like that will start will start to increase and we'll have more resources to do more things.
0: Okay, so we have time for one more question, and I know that Gerilyn has had her hand up for a while.
12: Oh, great, Gerilyn.
0: Um, So if you would ask your question, and then, oh, I got one in the chat I want to make sure I get to before you go. So Gerilyn, go up. Unmute, hi.
3: So, I'm a resident of Niagara Falls and I've lived here for about seven or more years. And um, uh, I do see a lot of the information regarding the garbage uh, fees currently. Mm -hmm. Can you speak to that?
12: Yes, so the garbage fee, which I think was implemented a couple of years ago um, and voted on by the council, of course. And so the garbage fee was put into place, and it helped generate a little over $4 million of revenue into the city, which helps to pour money back into mostly our public services, I believe, right, to help um, with some of those things. Now, here's the important... the here's the important message I want to put forward. So the garbage fee, it was put into place. I I don't know if it's going to be going anywhere, but what we need to be doing, the reason that was put into place, that's the problem. The, the reason it was put in there is because we needed revenues, we needed money. We need as a city to start focusing on how do we generate more revenue without having to tax our residents, and I'm a resident, so I'm impacted by that, or put more fees on on our plates, right? So how do we do that? Economic development, more businesses, um, expanding the tourism district. I I know in in my tourism district, we have the core district downtown, but we have other areas too that we we can develop businesses like Pine Avenue. And the reason I want to go back to that and really fall on, we need to grow and develop in those areas, because here's the great thing about about visitors to our city not only do they come and have a great time but when they leave you know what stays their money their money stays behind and that gets recycled through the economy and that's where we need to be putting our our emphasis on and we have to become a much more business friendly city we have to attract and entice people to want to do business with us that's where i want to put my energies because that's where i think we need to go not by continuing to put more and more fees and, and, and taxes on us.
3: And with that being said, uh, what can. Wait,
0: wait, wait, Gerilyn. I gotta, I gotta cut you off. I got one more quick question and then I gotta go to the next candidate because the question from chat talks about as a city councilman, will you commit to creating a committee to dis to discuss issues for people with disabilities in the city?
12: Oh, absolutely! So, so here's the great thing about community, right? And what makes communities strong and healthy? It's engagement and involvement from all different, um, all different groups. Um, so, absolutely, we need to hear, we need to understand, we need to listen, we need to know what's needed. And the only way to do that is through engagement and and having those types of things, those those, those types of discussions. And that's one way to do it. So, um, so I would advocate for all for having uh committees for all different types of groups so that we can we can understand those things. Um but that's what makes strong communities.
0: Then I want to thank you for taking uh for taking your time with us. All right we really appreciate it. I have Miss Miles Danta Miles who is running for I think it's it's
3: uh yep so you have done-
0: about- Yes, I have da- uh, Dante Miles running for, running again for city councilman. Can you hear us? Yes, I'm here.
12: Okay, as you switch and- over to Dante, I am going to thank everybody for the for your time. Thank you for your questions. I'll uh, I'll log off and let Dante take it from here. Thank you so much. Okay. All right. Bye bye.
10: Mr. Miles, the next ten minutes are yours. Okay, I'm Dante Miles. Um, I'd like to thank you guys first for, um, you know, having me and, uh, you know, here my platform. Uh, i born and raised here in the city of Niagara Falls in the north end of um, Niagara Falls. Uh, I'm a father. I like to always put that out first because that's what I am first. Uh, that's my uh priority, I'm actually sitting next to one of my reasons of why I'm running for city council right now, um, which is my son. And I have a son, Dylan, and my daughter, Dahlia. Um, I'm a musician. I've been a musician here in the city of Niagara Falls for uh, over 25 years. Music has been my passion um, for a while. And i I am a active member and an administrative uh, member of the Niagara Falls Peacemakers. Um, I was the president for the first year that um, that had given me uh, a great opportunity to engage even more of the community. Um, I work for Pinnacle Community Services. Uh, I am a street outreach worker, and I deal with homeless youth between the ages of twelve and twenty four, um, but also. Uh, in conjunction with uh, Heart, Love, and Soul, I also do outreach with them as well um, for the whole population of Niagara Falls. Um, so my reasons—I uh, have a few reasons of why I'm running for Niagara Falls City Council. Um, I often make—I often mention the uh, saying that a rising tide floats all boats. One thing that I've learned. Um, throughout throughout um, throughout my life okay I'm sorry that's my son hold on just a second buddy um throughout my life that um if there's just a moment she'll come um th- throughout the time that I've been working I've just noticed that our, our city has a lot of broken pieces there are um there's just things that needs to be fixed um my kids, they can't play outside because of a lot of the crime, you know, the shootings and um, you know, the, the dilapidated buildings and the homes and the houses that uh uh have been in disrepair. Hey, Uh-oh. Oh, I hear something else. Is that someone else? No, that's okay. We're 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 muted folks, don't worry. Oh okay. No, no, no. That's all good. Um, so my son, um, I call him, I'm gonna step outside for a second because he's talking right now. Um, so my son, uh, he's my patience child. I call him, he, he taught me a lot of patience. My son, he's uh, autistic. And um, one thing that I've learned is is that I want him to have the tools that he needs as he grows older I don't want him to be looked at as a disease. I want to make sure that he's able to thrive in the city that I grew up in. I grew up during the village era. I, I had we had people that took care of us and looked out for us. And the fact that a lot of our elders are nervous to even come outside and and get a you know a breath of fresh air at night when it's nice and cool um, that bothers me. Um, so. Th- there's like, the, the that's a part of the many reasons of why I'm running, because I want the quality of life for my son, my daughter, my son. The quality of life as a whole, if that changes, if that if that can get better, it's going to affect everyone. So um, so yeah, that's pretty much uh, all in a nutshell. Um, uh, my reason also to give um, to allow the community to know that uh, they have a voice. Um, I've been at city council meetings for the last six years. Um, I call it blowing the trumpet or sometimes pounding the podium. Um, and I do, under, I, I understand uh, what it what it covers. I understand the budget. I understand the budgeting process. Um, and I understand, you know, the development process and, and just that level of governing. I just want to make sure that, you know, I bring that transparency and that accountability to a place um, of, of the decision making and governing that's taking place here in the city of Niagara Falls. All right. I, do, uh,
0: I do have a question to start with in chat, Okay, uh, which is what would you do about building Main Street and Niagara Falls up again?
10: One of the biggest things is, is that I understood is that um, Everything that, anything that gets developed in our city, and I've learned this just even by just literal engagement um, throughout the city of Niagara Falls with our residents, is that it has to have community buy-in. So the first thing I think that should happen is that we have to have more forums, more public forums, as it pertains to what it is that we're going to build or develop in our city. Because anything that's developed, one thing that I realize is that it has to be maintained by our residents that live here. Um, So I think that's the biggest thing for me. Instead of having the idea that we'll build it and they'll come, that doesn't necessarily, um, that doesn't hold truth, you know, um, for the most part. We have to find out what it is that our residents want before we actually build it up.
0: That's important.
6: Mark? All right. Um you spoke about your son and be, and being disabled and then the elderly generations being afraid to come out of their houses to even get a breath of fresh air because they're scared of uh, of the violence and whatnot. Everyone is sitting. What would you do to um, make the city a safer place?
3: Okay.
10: Yeah, so what I would do is continue um, in the path that I'm at right now when it comes down to community engagement. Um our local organizations that are grassroots, roots to the ground, such as the Niagara Falls Peacemakers. Mm-hmm. We have a group by the name of Men Standing Strong. Um, we have, uh, you know, other groups that are actually combating violence from a grassroots level, but more so from a, a community standpoint um, because we can't we can't expect police officers, police police respond, and I think that's the part that I always try to express the most. Like, um, they're going to respond to a call, so chances are something already happened for them to get a response. Um, I believe that our greatest asset is our people. Um, communication, allowing um, people to connect. And once people connect and people begin to, you know, um, connect together, speak, um, and communicate, then we can be able to be more proactive than we are reactive. We won't actually have to react to things, but we can actually set up standards. We can create community block clubs and um, and, and and groups of that nature that can help be more proactive to uh, keep more of a, a proactive eye on this violence that takes place in our city. Right. Uh
6: Norman, you have your hand up. You
10: cannot I'm, I'm sorry, could you repeat that again? I'm
6: sorry. Uh,
3: Norman.
0: Norman has his hand up, so that means oh. he has a question.
3: Okay.
1: My question is to the candidate for city council. Same one I asked Colin. If elected, will you support a full-time person to advocate for the disenfranchised and the disabled in the city of Niagara Falls?
10: Absolutely. Actually, um, it's one person that um, that I keep in contact with, uh, Dexter, Dexter Colvin. Um, we've been actually talking about a program that he actually wants to um, implement that actually, you know, puts those needs and those... Um, situations first you know because we do understand that like again you know the I, I have a son that has those special needs as well and there are things that are needed and we don't want um those who are disabled and with special needs to be looked or overlooked you know what i mean and it comes from a personal place with me um because that i, I deal with it firsthand um so i def that's definitely not just on my radar but that's something that I, I would be willing to be a champion for.
1: Incidentally, I spoke to Dexter Coven yesterday.
10: <laughs> yeah, 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 he's a good guy. I mean, I grew it's up, I grew up man. around them—the Bishop, right, uh, Uriah Colvin and the the family. I know them very well. But I, I understand that they have a, and they have to know that they have a voice too, and they have to know that they're um that that they have that they, they should feel like stakeholders in the progress of our city as well okay all right so a
0: quick follow-up on that question just to make sure that i that i cover this with other city council candidates you also support a committee to talk about the access issues for people with disabilities right yes yeah um okay that was our last question for you um uh, dante thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today especially being a dad out there in the sun
10: (laughs) Yeah, we're actually here at the Trunk or Treat over here at uh, Packer Court, if anyone is available around the areas. There you go. Um, I'm going to pass it to Ms.
0: Capen. I know she's here.
8: Uh, Hi. Okay, thank
0: you. Uh, thank right. you, much. Okay. Uh, you can hear us? I can hear you. All righty. Uh, okay, so the next 10 minutes are yours.
11: Okay. So hi everybody, I'm Sarah Beeline Capin. It's really nice to be in the sun and see so much sun today. I just stepped out of a meeting in Buffalo, so I'm sitting in my car, so I apologize for the lack of quality with the visibility. Uh, But I am running for the 14th district of the Niagara County Legislature, representing the communities of Somerset, Newfane and Lockport. I am presently the executive director for the Niagara Falls National Heritage Area. So part of my heart is in Niagara Falls. And what we do as an organization and what I've been involved with is creating the Discover Niagara Shuttle, um, which has run from Memorial Day all the way through Columbus Day. In addition, the Niagara Falls Underground Railroad Heritage Center. I'm hoping that my expertise um, will be an important attribute to people selecting me to be the next county legislator um, for the 14th district. I have significant experience in tourism development, economic development, and building projects from the ground up with people, um, not just for people, but with people in seeking their input to make better places. So a couple of my priorities um, include uh, the Alcott Beach Pier Project, which is bringing additional resources into the community um, to bring businesses back on main street, but also creating better services for people who live in rural communities. Um, As you probably know, a lot of the services um, have left our rural communities, including our local hospital. Um, And it's very difficult for people, especially people who don't have transportation to get the medical services, um, the mental services uh, and emotional support that they need. In addition to everyday um everyday opportunities to go get groceries and there's a significant amount of isolation especially with our seniors out in the 14th district um so to really create engaging opportunities for people did you want me to add anything more
0: no we can go to questions if you like it's your 10 minutes okay uh who has a question for uh miss capon
6: I
5: Bell. Well. How you, do, how you doing today, Miss Capon? Hi. Um, you mentioned about um developing the all through up there, and and, and I, I remember that back in the eighties and how that used to be the eighties and nineties and going down there shopping at the candy shops and the seafood places and everything, right? But the main thing is when I was when I was doing it, I had to have transportation to get there. Right. So, so um, the public transportation in that area is almost nil at this point. If I wanted mm-hmm. to go from, take public transportation from, from Niagara Falls to Lockport, I would have to go to Buffalo first. Right. So, I mean, um, how do we make that more convenient for people who have disabilities who would like to go to a place like that? I mean, how, how
11: do we? Yes. So yeah. I, I know I know a lot about that because again, we run the Discover Niagara Shuttle, which is a free transportation service that runs from Niagara Falls to Old Fort Niagara um, with 17 stops in between. This year we expanded to Lockport um, to connecting people between Lockport and Niagara Falls and then created a micro loop around Lockport. And the service doesn't benefit just tourists. It actually benefits the people who live in in the communities to get them to go and experience, be able to enjoy sites. Um, All of our vehicles are ADA accessible for two people with mobile impairments. So what I would hope to do, and as you indicated, is rural transportation and just public transportation in general in Niagara County is a sorry state of affairs, is to be able to expand programs with our service but also with other existing public transportation so people can get out and enjoy the great assets we have, but also find their way to be able to get to jobs, get to grocery stores, get to schools, and get to medical appointments.
0: Okay, that answers that question. Uh, Ms. Capon, I have a question. As an advocate for people with disabilities, would you support a county advisory council or dedicated county staff to work on increasing access to people with disabilities
11: absolutely um so in my own organization again accessibility is one of our touchstones and our strongest values any project that we are involved with we engage um with people
0: hold on one moment Uh, they're gone. So, Go ahead, Sarah.
11: Okay, so just to add, um, we've partnered with the disability disability awareness training um, team with Dave Whalen out of Niagara University. So we work directly with them when we build programs. And so I feel like it's very, very important to have a committee um, and dedicated staff that is available to improve um to improve every municipality, making life a lot easier for people with uh, disabilities and creating accessibility across the board.
0: Wonderful. That's a great answer. Um, Next question for Ms. Capon. Mark, I don't see any hands up. Do you have a question?
6: I don't have a question right now.
0: Oh, Norman's hand is
1: up. Norman. You're up. Yes, uh, Ms. Caitlin, one of the innovative ways governments and major organizations are dealing with with specialty groups these days is to hire peers, non-professional people who are, for instance, disability, people with disabilities to work in agencies. And mm-hmm. I've spoken to some of the uh, candidates for city council about hiring a full time person to act as an advocate, a liaison between the disability or the disabled community and the disenfranchised community. Mm-hmm. Some people have have both types of microaggressions. Would you be interested in supporting the hiring of a disabled person to work as a liaison with the county legislatures
11: legislators? Uh absolutely positively yes again we work really closely with the disability 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 awareness team and you and so we are always trying to find ways to partner and to provide job opportunities for people who have disabilities to work alongside any of our programs and again this is a very important position that Niagara County is currently lacking and you're absolutely right, Norman. It's not only people with disabilities, it's also people who have been disenfranchised. And that's a missing voice at our table at the county government level.
1: To have someone in that position would provide a great source of hope for someone who's young and facing a life ahead of them with a disability.
11: I couldn't so agree you with could you buy more. A
1: great service. Okay. But we support you. If you introduce legislation at the county level, we will support you with that legislation.
11: Thank (laughs) you. I would love I would love to work. I would love to work alongside all of you just to improve accessibility across the county. Because we need it.
1: That's hopeful.
11: Well, thank you so much, everybody. I hope you have a beautiful day. I appreciate the opportunity.
0: Very much thank you yeah. so much for stopping by we're yes, going to move... I... go
11: ahead okay sir. nope I just want to say thank you again
0: you're welcome it's our pleasure
11: okay bye-bye okay
0: bye uh, we're going to go directly to Mr. Mr. Vocchio Chris Vokio. hello there uh, running for <laughs> Erie, uh, Niagara County legislature again there there you are uh, can you hey there. There hear us I can okay so the next
8: uh 10 minutes or so are yours okay i'll take a small portion of that and then we'll go to your questions because that seems more interesting um than me just talking so i was at your organization uh four years ago when i was a candidate for city council and i was fortunate to uh, win that race um i believe i've been a taxpayer champion and and an advocate for good government for the past four years three and a half years i guess and I'm hoping to be elected on Tuesday night to the county legislature for the sixth district, which is basically um, the house has asked you to start. I just your-
0: sent you a notice about starting video.
8: Just okay. so we could
0: see you. Oh, I'm sorry. I'll hit OK. Yep. And now we can see you. Go ahead.
8: <laughs> sorry about that. Um, so I hope to be uh, elected to the county legislature for the sixth district, which is essentially the southern center city portions of um, Niagara Falls. Um, I'm running on a platform of public safety, economic development. There are things that I believe the county does well, um, and I think we we can tap into more resources from the city of Niagara Falls. And we pay county taxes. The county's budget is three hundred and sixty some odd million dollars, and I want to make sure that we're getting our share that uh that budget um so that's pretty much my uh my brief pitch I'd be happy to answer any questions you have
6: all right um Mr Vogel if if you're elected to the the position Mm -hmm. you uh intend to Get money to help support Niagara Falls, the Niagara Falls standing, and better standing.
8: Well, so the the county budget is three hundred and sixty, let's say six million dollars, and I just think that Niagara Falls has four county legislators that represent it in the legislature, and I just can't help but think that we can get a greater share. Um, of resources that the county provides. The county has a wonderful economic development agency. I'd love to work with them closely to help We need economic development
2: more than anything
8: in the city of Niagara Falls. Everybody and every political party would agree with that. Um, We have a sheriff's department that provides public safety services. They are now working closely with, much closer with our city police department. I'd like to see that be expanded. Um, So I will be an advocate for seeking greater county resources for the city.
6: I didn't hear what was I don't see
0: oh. any hands, uh. All right, so I'll ask a couple of questions. Um, okay. Access for people with disabilities in Niagara County, as you might suggest, is really, really important to us. So we need to know if you would support a advisory committee for people with disabilities on the county level, because Niagara County uh, doesn't yet have one of those.
8: Yeah, so I, I would... want to know. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go, go ahead. No, go ahead. I want to know more. I, I heard the question to, to previous candidates, both the committee and the um, like employee who would be an advocate, and I would love to say yes, absolutely, um, without knowing the details. But I'm a details guy, so I just want to know more. Whether it's an advocacy committee or a full time position um, to advocate for the disabled, I want to know things like how much would that cost, what would the role be of that person or that committee i want to know if there's an existing county agency or employee that could take on those responsibilities or perhaps is already doing some of those responsibilities, which could be expanded. And until I knew more in terms of those things, I'm hesitant to say, absolutely. While I'd love to you know, earn your support by saying that, I don't want to mislead anyone in my campaign for whether it was city council four years ago or county legislature now.
0: Mm-hmm. I completely understand. Um, uh, that was the question that was in the hopper for me. Uh, who else has a question for miss, Mr. Voke, am I pronouncing it correctly? I pronounce it
3: Vokeo, but Vokeo's Vokeo,
0: there we go. Uh, do you know who advocates for people with disabilities in Niagara County now?
8: I do not. We have a, a social services agency, as you probably know, on falls and 10th, that huge building there. There are a lot of county employees there, and I am certain somebody there, um, and I, I shouldn't even say somebody, but some department there um, is involved with that, but I couldn't tell you um, who that is.
0: Right. And the, the important thing, we want to be able to give you a little bit of education while you're here. Of course. We're, we're talking about um, promoting access, not necessarily providing services. The person that would normally do that is what they call a designated 504 ADA coordinator. Okay. Right. And if Niagara County has one, we've had some difficulty locating and interacting with that individual. Hence why the question being asked of other candidates is supporting um, options for additional communication and access. And by way of example, uh, Erie County has both an advocate and an advisory council.
9: Yeah.
0: Right. So um wanted to be able to make sure that we well, that we identified that. Uh I have another question from the chat here. Of course. Um in your work with the city, do you know who the affirmative action person is for people of color?
8: Um so there's a gentleman who works in our economic development
6: department
8: um, who was for a while um, focused on minority. His, his title has since changed, minority and women owned businesses. Um, is that what you're talking about?
0: I think we might be talking about diversity, equity, and inclusion here, but it is no, an not. answer, right? So what, in, in terms of your time as a city council person, Can you highlight some things that you've done to to guarantee or increase equity in the city for for any uh, group of citizens?
8: Um, No. I mean, if you're looking for the hiring of a position or the funding of a position for that role, um, I I have not. I will tell you, I've done um, 100% of what, let's say, your organization or anyone else has asked me for along these lines meaning no one has come to me and said from your organization or any other and said, hey, we should have this position to advocate for these folks. Um, it's never happened. And I, my guess is I have fought four colleagues on the council. Our answers would be um, uniform unless an, an agency went to the other, my other four colleagues, asked them for this, and yet they never brought anything to the floor because it's not anything we've, we've voted on up or down, yes or no.
0: All right. Uh, just another piece of, of feedback and education for you. Sure. Um, we're talking about the city of Niagara Falls who's been involved in um, d- complaints from the Department of Justice on access. So there is a person um, who deals with the the component for people with disabilities in the city.
8: Are you right? talking about the crosswalks and the things where we've been cited and um, had to uh, reconstruct some At- intersect?
0: actually niagara falls um was selected by the doj project access which was back at the obama administration to highlight uh systemic lacks of accessibility in the city that sure. was one of the reasons why we spent a lot of time um uh at advocating over stuff with the parks uh, you might remember uh, some conversations with regard to budget and spending right so many, it's not many. right. So it's not just about curb cuts, but it's also about access to city services, access to accessible city information, including uh, provision of braille and alternative formats, which we haven't quite gotten to yet, even though the settlement with DOJ is now 13 years old. So you know, we we ask these questions because, Sure. The administrative entities are farther behind sometimes than than we think, right? But we absolutely, we appreciate that there needs to be education on this issue. Do I have another question for Mr. Vocchio as he's in his last minute? This will probably be the last one we have. Anybody want, want to, to raise make a their comment? Go right,
1: ahead. Go right ahead, sir. Okay. Uh, Mr. Candidate, what we would like to see is a person in the room who has personal experience with disabilities and with disenfranchisement. Now, this person would be nice if this person could be an educated professional. But one thing you do not need an education for is learning how to live with a disability or live with being disenfranchised. Your experience is enough to present your experience in the room with those who have the power to make changes. Mm -hmm. All we want to see is somebody that represents us in the room where the decisions are being made and not have to wait until a law is passed or a fine is levied or something bad happens to cause the people in the room to be forced to make that decision are you willing to help put someone in the room who can do that when you say put someone in the room can you clarify that that means put forth legislation present a proposal to have someone to advocate in the room in a full-time position
8: for people who are disenfranchised or disabled sure so i would go back to my um statement at the very beginning and that is i want to know a little you want to know how much it costs I heard that not just how much it costs but well yeah we can shake our heads but I would want to know how much it costs what the role would be What the job description would be and then I'd want to talk to the people in similar roles right now in the county to find out is there someone who works on our payroll who could do this job do we need to Todd can can rough you up a proposal in a matter of minutes I'm sorry Todd can
1: rough you up a proposal (laughs) in a matter of minutes well, letting you know what the but, requirements but, are, and anyone in your but, budget office can come up with a proposal. Sure. Time can do that, this, so too.
0: Because, say, yeah. because yeah. we're running up on the clock, all right, and I'm Todd. I'm the guy he's talking about <laughs> also with me as yeah. Mark, sure. who can do that as well. What I want to do is ask a, a very simple question. Can you commit with us, right, should you win, to have a no. meeting with us to talk about these issues in depth to, to potentially come up with a solution?
8: Absolutely. That's right. the one thing that I will say absolutely, where the other candidates said absolutely, or quickly on some of the other things. I would have an open door. I would think you would know that. Um, if you have an issue that's coming before the county legislature, or quite frankly, before the city council, I would highly encourage you to reach out, whether it's me or any of the other county legislators and say, look, we need to talk about this. This is something we believe in and we want to advocate for.
0: Um, so, it's, so you'd be open to, say, a date within the first uh, 30 days of your term as a county legislator, sometime in November, perhaps?
8: Well, so my my first term, my term would begin on January 1st, but I'd meet with you. Look, I live a mile away from your facility, so well, I'd meet with you anytime. If I'm always a
0: big guy in having meetings during transition to get people ready, right? Then
8: the, the, the election's November 2nd. We may or may not know the results on the 2nd. But I'll right. meet with you um anytime. And, and if I lose the election and there's an issue in the next two months before the city council, you know how to reach me. I'm a pretty accessible Ab- guy.
0: Absolutely. We appreciate the time that you've spent with us. Thanks right? for having me. No, thank you for coming. Uh, you for, the, for our folks in the audience, uh, Mr. Elder is our last candidate of the day. Uh, Jeffrey, can you hear us? Good afternoon. I can hear you. Jeffrey is running for uh, a county legislature again. So some of this discussion is is apropos to you. Do you have a camera on? Let me ask you about... Let's pin you. I have my camera on. There we go. I can see you now. All right, wonderful. So some of this conversation we've been having is relevant to you. Um, but I want to give you an opportunity to um, uh, uh, start with a statement, if you'd like. Your your 10 minutes starts
2: now. All right. So uh, good afternoon, everybody. Um, by now, you all know that I am Jeffrey Elder. I'm the Democratic and the Working Families Indoors candidate um, for county legislator in the 4th District of Niagara Falls, New York, and I'm a former Air Force One crew member. As always, I always like to thank God for giving me the opportunity to stand before you because he gives me the strength to do everything that I do, and then I thank each and every one of you for being here, taking time out of your busy schedule. Um, um, I graduated from the South Senior High School many years ago, and I joined the United States Air Force. I had no idea what was to come, Um, um, and and who would have thought that a, a, a young black man from Niagara Falls would wind up traveling the world. With three different presidents that knew him on a first-name basis, you know, so they would always say, "Hey, Jeff, you probably have some pretty good stories about that." And I'd say, "Yes, I do," and then I also say, "I wrote a book about it. It's called From Niagara Falls to Air Force One and Back. Just and it just um uh it just went on uh, sale back on Father's Day. So um uh it, it just just to move on a little bit more um. SO WE MEET AT THIS TIME IN HISTORY WHEN THE WORLD AND OUR NATION ARE IN TURMOIL AND IT'S OUR RESPONSIBILITY, OUR RIGHT, AND and OUR DUTY FOR OUR CHILDREN AND FUTURE GENERATIONS THAT WE GET THIS RIGHT. Uh, UNFORTUNATELY MANY YEARS AGO THE CITY WAS DEALT A CRITICAL BLOW TO OUR FUTURE AND THAT BLOW WAS THE UNFORTUNATE AFTERMATH OF WHEN the LOVE CANAL HAPPENED. I ACTUALLY GREW UP IN THE LOVE CANAL. WHEN THAT HAPPENED A LARGE PORTION OF AFRICAN-AMERICANS IN THE CITY had to relocate to the north end. That move to the north end really hampered the black vote in Niagara Falls. And and, and now we have terms uh, such as uh, um, gerrymandering and and, um, packing districts and stuff like that. Those are things that have happened. Maybe it was a mistake or maybe it was um, um, intentional. We don't know. But this is what we need to do to to get this thing right. We need to come together, even though at times, with with me being in the North End, we have to run against each other. That's something that we have to do, but we um, we we have the power to enfranchise ourselves. We need to vote. We need to vote with our feet, with our hands, and with our wallets. We have the power, as Abe Lincoln said in the last sentence of the Gettysburg Address, THE GOVERNMENT OF THE PEOPLE, BY THE PEOPLE, AND for THE PEOPLE SHALL NOT PERISH. SO, AND WE HAVE BEEN PERISHING GREATLY IN THIS LAND AND IT'S DIRECTLY DUE TO THE INACTION OF PEOPLE AND THE DIRECT ACTION AND INACTION OF OUR GOVERNMENT THAT that IS IN PLACE OR HAS BEEN IN PLACE. Um, WE REALLY NEED TO GET INVOLVED AND STAND UP FOR OUR COMMUNITIES. Um, WE NOT ONLY HAVE THE RESPONSIBILITY, BUT WE HAVE THE ABILITY uh, TO GET THIS DONE. For myself, I've worked in the federal level. I'm a Niagara Falls resident by birth and I know what it takes to turn things around. As President Obama said uh, over a decade ago, I can't do this alone. So um, the people, uh, so you the people, we the people, we must come together and stand together, whether you're white, black, Asian, Latino, we all have the responsibility to uplift uplift democracy for everybody, not just those that traditionally have been had their hands in the pocket or in, in the um the, the jar. Um we can all end this, but it takes a bold first step. And I am here, I'm Jeffrey Elder, and I'm humbly asking everybody for for their for their vote. I have the experience, the desire, the intellect, and the networking connections to make our neighborhood stronger, financially secure and safer. So I am running for County Legislature of the fourth district, and that is my spiel to you uh, and, 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 I'm going to open it up for questions.
0: Alrighty. And, and I know cause Mark and I have been running in the chat. Um, Mr. Sweet, would you like to begin with a question for Mr. Elder?
1: Okay. Mr. Elder. Good afternoon to you. Good afternoon. I imagine you have stories you could tell about being on Air Force One. That would blow my mind. Uh, Yes, sir. Okay. I, I don't know if you've had a chance to hear our previous conversation, but I've been on one thing most of the afternoon. I want to see someone in the room where the decisions are made who either represents the disenfranchised and the disabled or is, better yet, disenfranchised and disabled someone in the room who knows personally what it feels like to be disenfranchised to be disabled someone who doesn't have to ask anybody what it feels like to be left out to be an afterthought to the government they pay their taxes to to the governments that's appointed to serve them are you willing to seek to place someone in the room who knows the life experience of being disenfranchised and disabled?
2: To answer your question, Mr. Sweet, absolutely, emphatically, yes. Because if you look at me, I am a black young man, or I'm a black man, and I have been disenfranchised. I have been a very privileged man because of some of the experiences and places that I've been. But at the same time, it also allowed me to see how I have been disadvantaged in many different ways. Niagara Falls is an international city. Everywhere I've been in the world, and I've been around the world many times, every place that I've been, I've met people that not only knew about Niagara Falls, but many of them said, you know what? And we're planning a trip to Niagara Falls. So why not have, we wanna make sure that everybody is included. This is inclusive. Niagara Falls is the melting pot. If you are disadvantaged, you need to be in the room because there are going to be people coming to our city that are going to be disadvantaged and they need to know exactly how to get around, how to, how to get things going. So not only yes, but emphatically yes, because I have lived the experience and I've seen it at the highest levels. I've seen it at the lowest levels and I am 100% uh, going to be involved in that. You are a survivor. So we can expect the calling you program to take is intended
1: for listeners in who are effort.
5: blind have